Aloha. Hello and welcome. We're back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. This is episode number 486 of the show. We appreciate you listening. Um, if you would like to reach out, give you the ways you can do that right at the top email mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com just this you know this show it's it really the this is the the this show is often driven by the listeners so the the emails have gone a direction today and you know they went a direction last week and it's a lot of times you can shape the conversation if you are so inclined mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com also you can call us 949-464 tbls 8257 again keep it take it easy on the scatological language there okay sometimes you guys catch me sleeping because you'll be talking and you're droning on and on bloviating like my man jay stew does on the on the bachelor lifestyle podcast and i you i get i you know i can't pay full attention all the time and then some shit slips by last week so let's let's take it easy on the scatological conversation but do call us 949-464 tbls that reminds me the the bachelorette wraps up next week i've been doing the it's bachelor season so i would encourage you we determined that about 80 percent of the people that listen to my bachelor podcast the bachelor lifestyle that i that i do with co-host jason stewart about 80 percent of the people that listen to that show don't even watch the bachelor so it's hey it's been called a great white in a sea of bachelor podcasts you should check it out the bachelor lifestyle and also if you would like to become a closer friend of ours please consider subscribing to our bonus content for five bucks every month you get all of the bonus topics that we do here like this week about how people in san francisco oh my god I've switched back to the mechanical pencil. Big update. If you've listened for a long time, you know that I was a mechanical pencil guy. And then the lead kept breaking and the, and then I couldn't, and then it's like the spring action stopped working on, ah, fuck. So I switched to a pen recently and then I got a new mechanical pencil and I'm like, I think I'll go back to the mechanical pencil and this one works better. And I just dropped it. And the whole cap came, I drop, and everyone that listens knows I drop my writing implement at least once a show, and I just dropped this one, and the fucking little eraser thing popped out of it, and I can't see where it's gone, and so now I can't, the whole, see, hear that? I can't, I can't make more lead come out, god damn it, I have a pen here, might have to switch back to pen, but here's the thing, I already started, when I make notes, I, I write, I write episode dot. 486 with a little line under it and then and so i've started at now and that was in pencil now i'm supposed to just switch to pen oh my god i think it went under the, the little desk thing okay uh five bucks a month you can hear us talk about people fucking in robo taxis you're not going to get that on the regular show you're going to hear about the mayor of tampa saint pete finding 70 pounds of cocaine in the gulf of Mexico and hauling it in and then narking on himself. 
all that stuff. You're going to hear about the doctor that jerked off in front of a child on a plane. All of that, all that stuff. You, the, only the people that subscribe to the bonus content, unlike that miser telly that last week I posted the, sh- we did the show a day late and I posted it, you know, like I do a day, I do it a day early for subscribers. That's another thing. You get it a day early and commercial free and complete. I posted it a day early and friend of the show, although he's too poor to pay the five bucks, Telly two putt claims to have six vehicles and gambles thousands of dollars at the golf course in Fort Collins, Colorado. He was, he's like, Oh, I don't see it fam. And that's because he's a miser. Cause he's too cheap to pay the five bucks. He had to wait an extra day and knock at the whole show. So you want to be, you want to be a cheap ass like telly or do you want to be a real person? That's up to you. Click the link in the show notes and subscribe there. It's five bucks a month. I am joined now as always by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you buddy? I'm doing well. Um, I saw a story today that I forgot to include. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Tell me about, about it. How about the uh, the Rays yeah, up-and-coming star oh. being put on the Trevor Bauer list? Wander Franco. Oh, Wander <laughs> Franco. You're in trouble, buddy. You need to keep that hush money flowing. Yes. Or the eighth grader you're dating is going to post pictures now, of the two of now, you. Now, hold on a second. Now, uh, no. alleged, allegedly, alleged. Now, in under no circumstances update. I have found the I found the eraser to the pencil and I put it back in, but there was a little cap on top that's also missing. Um, by Anytime no time you get put on the Bauer list, it's yeah, not. It's good. real bad. It's real bad. I agree. I am in, but by no means should this be taken as a defense of Wander Franco, who who should know better. But what all I'll say is she doesn't look 14. Well, no, that's not, I would never say that. I I thought you, I thought you were going to go with the Luis Polonia defense or, or, or the, uh, at the hotel bar. Well, well, Lawrence Taylor hired a pro one time. Ain't, you know, he got a prospect. He got a (laughs) Well, one time, one of the times he, I believe it was in your neck of the woods. It was, it was across a bridge or a tunnel. It it often is in my neck (laughs) of the woods. That that dude was, was putting up numbers in the headline department. (laughs) But he, he once hired a prostitute in a motel and went and got, you know, did what he needed to do. And then later it was found out that the, that the prostitute was underage. Well, how's he supposed to know that? He did, he did a deal. With the with the agent of the prostitute, he didn't know. But I'm not going to make that excuse for Wander Franco. But I will say, this here's the only thing I could say. Okay, okay, here it comes. Where Wander Franco is from, this is probably allowed. And I know he lives. I know he lives here now, and it's not allowed here. But wherever he's from. And I'm going to guess it's the DR, the Dominican Republic. This is probably okay where he's from. That's all I'll say. It's not okay here. And I don't condone it at all. <laughs> You're right. You know, he was, he was, he's a, he's Dominican. Yes. So. Yes. Remember also, I'm not going to say he's dumb and him, him being Dominican has nothing to be with, do with him being smart or dumb. He's a very good player, but I will say this. We did a story a while back, maybe last season, oh, of him it parked car, right? Yeah, him being he was doing a rehab stint in Jacksonville, I think. And while there, he was he was staying the night in a Holiday Inn Express 
and he left his safe with, I believe, somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million dollars worth of jewelry right in the back of his, including his... I think, links. Yeah, I think he's got a chain with like his number. I think he's like number twenty nine or something. He's got he's oh, got his oh, number on a you chain. Mean, you mean you mean the chain that the fourteen yes, year old yes, was wearing yes, in one of the pictures? Yes, that one. That one. <laughs> so look, and he was and he was in a Rolls Royce. So he, I'm just saying, he's not the best decision maker. Now I don't you like drum him out of the league, send him to Japan or wherever the Mexican league doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying this is. This could be a, an angle that he takes. That's all I'll say. Okay. That yeah. is an angle. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny. This weekend, I saw the headline. Oh, they're just giving him a planned day off on Saturday. And then yeah. Sunday, he needed he needs a breather. Yeah. Okay. He's 22, yeah. and he's having a great year. Yeah. Okay, so now he's got two days off. And then <laughs> Monday, he, yeah. Monday gets put on the Bauer list. Right. And, and you're like, oh, yeah. And the pictures just surfaced. Yeah. Good. And also they they had the, the hottest start in the history of baseball and then they've cooled to the point where they've been passed by your oh, Baltimore Oil, to, Orioles in the have. in the division. So you don't you don't think they're gonna be sitting their best player when they're trying to win the division right. for two games in a row. So and yeah, it, it, look, tricky. he might be sitting forever. Yeah, he he might be uh playing with Bauer overseas. Yeah, yeah he, he will. I just um, the new season of Winning Time has started. What is that? Winning Time—that's the—that's the Lakers, the show about the eighties oh, Lakers. You know, yeah, yeah. I watched the first episode. Yeah, and I was like, I kind of feel like I did this already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, it's the little wink at the camera shit again. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, look, that's the name of the bus company. <laughs> like, just shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm done. So yeah. I watch one episode and I think I'm out. You might be out. The, um, it is, yeah, it's kind of like throwaway TV, you know, it's nothing that you have to get super involved in, but it is kind of fun to watch, especially when you grew up yeah. watching those guys. If it was about guys. the Knicks, yeah. I'd be all yeah, over of course. it, but like, yeah. but like, I I did it, I enjoyed yeah. the first season, yeah. but then one episode into the second, I feel like I, I'm tapped out. I do like that they're, um, that they're all in on how much Irvin Johnson loved to fuck. Like they're they're not yes. sugarcoating that at all, and yeah. it just from the first episode how they're still all in on how miserable uh, yeah. Jerry West was. Oh, yeah, I know. he really loved dunking him. That's he's, he must have rubbed somebody really the wrong way. He's oh, yes, and like why is he losing? Like uh, Jerry Buss is like, look, he's like, they're free agencies coming. And that's going to fuck us. So we got to overpay all of these guys right now because it's going to be it's going to be a right. fucking bloodbath if we don't. And Jerry West is like, what are you doing? We can't do this. We're not paying these guys. Are you fucking crazy? Are you out of your mind? We're not going to. It's not your fucking money. You're collecting a paycheck, too. I assume if the players are doing better, you're going to be doing better. It's it's bust. that's paying them. Yeah, what do you give a shit? He's angry that, that like Michael Cooper is making more than he ever did. Yes. And the, and uh but I do have a problem. I mean, the casting's pretty good, you know, because it's all people you know. But yeah. what's his name? Adrian Brody. Brody. I was going to say say Zmed. Should have been Zmed. Adrian Zmed. The, <laughs> I miss him. I miss him too. I wonder what he's up to these days. The, he's he's and he's a great actor. He's very good. He's been in lots of stuff. Brody. Brody. But he's yeah. he's playing Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Beautiful. He's gorgeous. The man is so handsome. 
And I'm not saying Adrian Brody isn't handsome. I mean, he's got that big Roman nose. He's got a prominent he's, nose. He looks like Ichabod Crane. Yes. He's, 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 he, he, yes. he, he, works, he works with that look. Yes. And he's a good actor. He's great. But Pat Riley so like, makes me makes me question my sexuality. Oh, like, oh yes, Adrian Brody yes. does not. I'm 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 very straight around I, Adrian Brody. I saw Pat Riley in a in a bar in a restaurant bar. Oh, I was walking to the bathroom and he was walking out of it. And yeah. I, the the man, it was like he had studio lights on him. Like he was just his he's so handsome and so charismatic and tall that you just could even if you didn't know it was Pat Riley, everybody turned and looked at the guy because he just has that kind of charisma. And I'm just saying, like, you got to kind of find a guy that can approach that somehow, I would think. Right. Yeah. Well, it would have to be and it's not he doesn't look like him, but it have to be like George Clooney. It has to be someone that's just like, wow, he's. He's really there's just something about him. Yeah. Adrian Brody is yes. just like a good actor. He's a good he's actor. Not, yeah. He's a good just, actor who mouth raped Halle Berry. That was weird. That was weird. After winning an award for a movie that was that was directed by a guy that can't leave Switzerland on account of the <laughs> on account of the underage raping he did back in the sixties. Right. Yeah. Uh okay. Um let's talk about who may or may not have died. Just tell us who was dead now. Just tell us who was dead now. It's a sad segment. Very sad. Very sad. And it will not be an update. On who's alive, nope. let's get a tragic update. Tragic update. Cause Ed Daly has been keeping up on who just died. Yep. Cause we're about to hear from Ed on which celebrities are dead. So tell me who died. Okay, before you tell us who died, Ed, this is this is something that's I just I just clicked on a while ago. I don't I I don't watch the show Big Brother. I've never seen it. It's episode Michelle watches it. It's season twenty five of it i've 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 seen it like happening and it's it stresses me out that they're like indoors all the time they shoot it like on a back lot that like, was, yeah. was when 911 happened yeah, they, and didn't, they tell. didn't know they didn't tell. that's amazing but i've been seeing this headline and so finally i clicked on it because the picture looks like ai and one of the guys got kicked off for using the n-word and mm. and, <laughs> and i'm like you mean like like season one, right? Like, no, surely <laughs> yeah. someone didn't drop the uh, N word like a week ago, like a week ago, because it happens in real time, right? They just, they like shoot it and it comes out that yes. week. Yeah, yeah. Big Brother season twenty five house guest Luke Valentine has spoken out after his ejection for using a racial slur. In an Instagram story video posted Sunday, Valentine appeared to be wrapping up a sweat filled workout as he shared a rather cryptic message seemingly feeling no remorse for the behavior that got him expelled from the CBS reality show after only a few days. The picture is really disturbing, uh, first of all, because it looks, it, I assume this was AI, but this is a real guy. Hey guys, just letting you know I'm alive. I've arrived and you got to keep the flames stoked until next time, he said. We can't burn out. No, no, no. The fires of love will to continue to burn, baby. That doesn't sound like I'm... What, is, it doesn't, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. Yet. None of those words are, I'm sorry. 
So thank you for all the memes. Thank you for all the support, the kind words. And so then it talks about, you know, he violated the, and there's, it explains what happened. It's not the first blah, blah, blah. But basically he, he dropped a, um, a, my N word. And you know, that's, he, he tried to stop in the middle and he, and he kept it going. But then I saw, maybe it was on my phone. Oh, then I saw the names of the contestants and it's like, we're so worried the AI is going to take over and everything's going to be AI and it's not going to be real. And it's, it's, you know, these, these people aren't real people and we're, we're losing um, track of the real world. And then we got this guy and listen to the names of the people. The first of all, the picture looks like it's not a real person. And listen to the names of the people on the show, Ed. Red Utley, Hassam Goeli, Corey Wurtenberger, Matt Klotz, Jag Bairns, Cameron Harding, Jared Fields, and Luke Valentine. How is our our computer-generated people any worse than these actual douchebags that are on TV? That's what that's all I want to know. It's 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 a wash at this point. Well, one of those kids shares a name with my one of those people shares a name with my son. That's so right. I, I have to, <laughs> yes, that's yes. My my son Jag. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your son, Hassam Gueli. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got, you got, you got real live human beings saying the end who are not, uh, who are not the, in the privileged group that gets to say that word, saying the N word on national television. And then they're all just kind of hanging out in Hawaiian shirts and wife beaters. It's just like, it's a lot to take in. That's all. It's, it's a world I'm not into. Ed, who died this week? Uh, we lost Robbie Robertson, front man. Well, he, he didn't sing because no, he, he couldn't sing. I remember specifically Howard Stern freaking out about this. He's like, he's not the singer. You'd mean to yeah. tell me Robbie Robertson is not the singer? <laughs> he's yeah. not the singer. Uh, 80 years old. Uh, the band. Uh, yeah. Take a load off Annie. Good That's song. Right. Oh, yeah. The last, what is it? The last dance? Last the- Waltz. Great last fucking Waltz. movie. Last Waltz. Yeah. Good movie. Martin Scorsese. That was, that was like Thanksgiving night or something. They they did like a concert before breaking up. Yeah. It was and, like their uh, last and concert. And Scorsese used him for like uh, yep. soundtracks for, yep. for all his movies. Great band. They recorded with <laughs> Bob Dylan, uh, you know, Levon Helm. Um, they were Canadian, except Levon Helm is, I think, from Arkansas. And just like a great American roots band except they're right. canadian mostly yeah. <laughs> uh johnny hardwick the voice of dale on K- king of the hill yeah. 64 years old i heard he uh, kind of became him he was like he was like a comic he looked like him he looked yeah. like him and then just talked like him all the time yeah, yeah. like the guy with the hat and the yeah. glasses yes. yeah yeah how now they're doing a reboot of that how are they gonna do it i think t- king of the hill's coming back now one of the guys is one of the main and guys I, isn't there. I I was never a big consumer of that show, but yeah. I do love Mike Judge, so I'm oh, sure. Yeah. And also, that voice seems like it could be replicated. <laughs> Probably, yes. All right, do we know what took him? 64, pretty young. Yeah, pretty young. Cigarettes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another young one, Sean Dawkins, NFL, NFL wide receiver, Cal Berkeley, great, 52 years old. He was on the Colts. Remember, like, the yes. Jim Harbaugh Colts in the yeah. mid-'90s? Yeah. He, was, he was a good receiver. Captain like, Comeback. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. 
Shelly Smith, supermodel turned actor, 70 years old. She's, she's pretty hot. Okay, um, hold on. I was thinking, I'm like, wait. This not, is, not the ESPN Shelly I was going to say, this isn't the so one that. Where's the Raggedy Ann uh, <laughs> makeup on her cheeks? <laughs> and she wears like flowy gowns, even though she's reporting from Cowboys camp. Because you got to you gotta dress for your body type, you know? So good for her. Right. But the, yes, this is. I'm looking here. This is this is a different person. This is not her. Yeah, yeah. Um, a woman named Roxanne Tunis, Clint Eastwood's mistress oh, yeah. and mother of his daughter Kimber. So you're thinking. If we know one thing about Clint Eastwood is the dude he loves to fuck. Loves to fuck. Yeah. He's even directing movies in his 90s yeah. where he's putting in threesomes. Seven threesomes. And so I was like, oh, who's this mistress? Yeah. She died. She's 93. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, and this, what a world's oldest mistress that ever existed. Right? Mistresses, yeah, but mistresses tend to burn out early. Uh, you would oh, think. Oh, okay. We, you were, you weren't alleging that she's his current mistress, right? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Certainly not. He's got plenty of those. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, when you hear Clint Eastwood's mistress, yeah. you're thinking, okay, like, yeah. you know, she's she's probably Young 64, yeah. even even that. Like, she's. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. But yes, she she's the mother of one of his daughters. Look, but his daughter is probably 60. Got an yeah. AARP <laughs> yeah. card. Yeah. So Clint Eastwood, 93. This is the headline from the Daily Mail. Clint Eastwood, 93, was, quote, gutted by the death of his former mistress. Was he? Nah. <laughs> no. What is the last I time you saw it? Yeah. It said headline. Um, the the woman who he had a torrid affair with for 14 years. I was yeah. like. Nothing's torrid for 14 years. Yeah. It could be a solid relationship, yeah. but torrid for 14 years? No, 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 no. Yeah, it, you know, it burns out. It's hard, it's hard to keep that going. But also, R.I.P. Roxanne Tunis. And, Tunis. And look, I mean, I'm sure she did other things in her life. I don't know that being a mistress is like really should be the first line on somebody's on somebody's obit, hey. but I guess if that's what you're known for, she, she fucked the good. That's right. And the good, bad, and the ugly. That's right. That's good. She that's fucked the good. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, we lost Magoo, the rapper, yeah. uh, frequent Timbaland um, yes. contributor, 50 years old, Very too young. young. He he had like a, a Q-tip vibe to him. He had like yeah. a like a higher pitched. Love to uh, love to love you, well, love you, yeah. love you. That one. He had a good flow. Yeah, he did. Yep. It was, they were a big deal for a while, like in the early night or late nineties, early two thousands. That was a big yeah, they were a happening act. They sold a lot of records. Yeah. Um Sixto Rodriguez, yeah. the musician, subject of the twenty twelve documentary Sur- Searching for Sugarman, yeah. eighty one years old. Yeah. So he he was huge in like South Africa, right? That's the premise of the yeah, yeah. So he was he like a lot of guys. He was he was you know kind of like a folk artist, rec- yeah. and he recorded a couple records in the sixties, and then it, didn't it hear it hit where there was apartheid? So he was like, all right, I'm gonna yeah yeah be famous it, there. yeah yeah. But he didn't know that he so he and then it, he kind of burned out and his career didn't go anywhere. And so he was from Detroit, and he was working construction. It's an amazing documentary, I'm, and I'm. It's I'm, a cool documentary. It's Ten it's years like old. Ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. I'm not like spoiling it for anybody, but it turns out this whole time that he was fucking being a roofer in the Kalamazoo area, 
He was the fucking biggest musical act on the radio in South Africa for 30 years. Yeah, people like thought he was the greatest of all time. Yes. He didn't even know it. Yes, he was a massive, massive star in South Africa, to which I say, where were those royalty checks going? Like, I mean, you still get money if you sell records in South and he didn't know it. And eventually, and there was all these rumors in South Africa that he was dead, that he killed himself on stage. And just, you know, there was like this lore about him. And then finally some DJ in South Africa is like, I'm going to see if this guy's alive. And so he just called and looked him up in the phone book, or I can't remember how he found him, but it wasn't hard to find him. And then they brought him there and he played yeah, he like all these shows. Hiding. He yeah. wasn't pulling a Salinger. Yes. He just like, didn't realize that. Didn't know. Yeah. And then I think, I think he recorded and played. I think I saw a couple years ago that he had shows around here. Like he, after the documentary, yeah, he, he had a rebirth. He had a rebirth, but yeah. back to your original point. Wherever the royalty check. No, exactly. <laughs> it's they're a like, dirty they're, business. Yeah. They're like tipping the cops who beat up Stephen Biko, killed yes. Stephen Biko. They're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's where your money went. Yeah, we don't do that here. And I and you know sometimes his songs come up in my Spotify. He's kind of like a Dylan esque type of guy. He he was really yeah, good. Very, like he, very he deserved much of to be that, popular. Of that style. Yeah, yeah. He's a great musician. R.I.P. Rodriguez, Sixto Rodriguez. Great name, uh, by the way, Sixto. There was only, Sixto. of course, we all know Sixto Lescano, the, the, uh, right. the second baseman. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Utility man. Maybe I've, I'm right. trying to, I'm trying to recall. I think he played for the Padres for a while. He bounced around, but that was the only Sixto I know before Sixto Rodriguez came along. Immaculate grid. I have a feeling he, he, oh, he would. He yeah. bounced around a few Yeah. Teams. He was on five or six teams at least. Uh, and then we also lost yeah. Brian Randall. Actor and photographer boyfriend of Sandra Bullock, 57 years old, ALS. That is awful. It is. Look, I'm not saying that. No, I don't want ALS. Nobody wants ALS. No. But if you're going to get ALS and, you know, you don't know if you're going to get ALS. If you're going to get ALS, I, I think a nice... You know, it's not full. It's not full compensation, but it, just a nice perk of pre ALS is getting a few spins on Sandra. Getting Bullock. get getting to know Sandra. Yes, I mean, was, was this the current boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. They, but they've been together, I think, for maybe like ten years. And look, look, she's got, she's got. Yeah, she was with that clown Jesse James. Yes, she's she's got an ass, and she's a sixty year old woman now. She still looks great. She's got an ass like like two of like the large cans of canned peaches, you know, just just like just like firm and but ample at the same time. I mean, this is look. I'm very sad for this guy. Obviously, you don't want you don't want to die of fifty seven of ALS. But I'm just he was handsome. I, he's gorgeous. The guy, the guy was so good looking. I'm just happy that the guy got to live before he died. That's right. all I'll say. R.I.P. Right. Brian Randall. All right, let's talk some sports. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show. I'll give Hedero Life a try. If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my cool rings, you see They're as sparkly as can be I might 
is happening in the world of sports. Well, there was a pretty good Netflix documentary that came out and uh, it revealed it's about Johnny Manziel and it revealed he got the uh, Jamarcus Russell treatment. Yeah. The, 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 the Browns issued him an iPad and he they put a hundred bucks he, in the back. He he watched a grand total of zero minutes of film. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's not a huge surprise. It's, and we talked like Johnny Manziel was was a gifted athlete, not a big guy, but he was right. a dynamic college football player. And it was a lot of fun to watch. A lot, though, you yes. Know, yeah. Like I, you know, like it. It was not. The weird thing was, it was not a sustainable way for no. an NFL quarterback. No. Yeah. But like he was, he was so much fun to watch it in college. Yeah, but what we do know, like the guys that do succeed, they are they are physically gifted. But when they but when you see Tom Brady come up to the line and look at the defense and fucking yell to all his guys exactly what's about to happen and who's who's dropping back into coverage and who's stunting the A gap and that's not because he can throw the ball really far and straight. It's because he fucking looked at every play those fucking assholes ran ever since forever, and he knew what they were going to do. You got to do your fucking homework. It's not It's not enough just to be good at football. You got to be fucking good at learning about football as well. That, that show quarterback that we've talk, talked yes. about. Like. Patrick Holmes, yes, has a fucking cannon and a half for an arm. Yes. But that dude is very prepared. Yes. Very prepared. He reads the playbook. You know, he, he knows. When he, he pays when attention. At, when he's not attending soccer games uh, for the team owned by his wife. Or or throwing key parties, we learned last week. That's right. Yeah. Um, Jaguars practice facility have the most advanced urinals in the world. They analyze urine to let players know if they're getting enough fluids. I mean, this is Ed, this is, this could be, this could be a, a second career for you right here where you just, you are the new hydration consultant for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you go in there, you check those, you check those, uh, those urinals. Hey, rookie running back Tank Bigsby from Arkansas, <laughs> Suey Pig, look like you need to up the electrolytes, player. <laughs> you know, like hey, it's some hey six seven three hundred and twenty five pound offensive lineman Walker Little, third year man out of Stanford. Nothing on you is little, and also great hydration, fam. Go get him. It's not a bad game. I do believe uh, I would be checking out Tank Bigsby <laughs> because you know yeah. he, he he was he was a powerful running back for Auburn, yeah. I believe, not not Arkansas. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> but I have a feeling he yeah. probably to run like that yeah. the way he did. Yeah, feel like it's got a tank down. And oh, oh, well, the whole name. I mean, Tank Tank. Tank Bigsby. Bigsby you know, yeah. like Tank Bigsby from Auburn. I mean, you're dicked up. <laughs> Um, there was a fun bender of a night. I went out uh, like many do yeah. in New Orleans yeah. and there was one urinal that if you like, I, I think you like paid money, like, you yeah. know, put in a quarter and it would 
it would like weigh how much urine. Oh, and then shit. we had a bet. Oh yeah, vo- a volume bet. Yeah, a volume bet yeah. with, with our with my buddies, and I won. Whoa, yeah, really? You had, you had yeah, the most because I, I held it in the longest, I guess. Which that's I'm a not, fun bar game. I'm I'm not particularly good at, but I remember. Sure. I remember there were pictures surfacing, not of the the act, but like standing by the high score. Yeah. Like I had, I oh, had yeah. nailed the high score for the night. I'm proud of you, buddy. That's that, yeah. that's quite an accomplishment. I, I yeah. would be proud of that as well. Um, some holdover Northwestern football coaches played the victim with T-shirts. They took the field for practice and it said "Cats Against the World" with the number fifty-one, which is Coach Pat Fitzgerald's college number. Yeah. Northwestern's AD called the shirts tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. Except he's fucking just as complicit. Like they. So what was the, what what was the hazing? That, I mean, I assume so, it was like gay. Like I, hey, I, put I, something I, up I somebody's this, butt. And I called this in. Yeah. My niece broke this story. I know. She yeah. worked. She's like the editor at the the Nor- Daily Northwestern or whatever it was That's called. Awesome, yeah. She's a fucking rock star. But yeah. like, it was it was so ridiculous how they tried to yeah because I think the AD in the school was like the, the I think they tried to be like oh yeah he's just gonna get a two week suspension while there's no practices going on and yeah. like nobody's gonna look into that yeah yeah exactly and but they, but then. Oh, he was he was the only the head coach knew like they kept everybody else there. And that's because it's a fucking business. They have they have a professional sports team that they're running for all intents and purposes. And And they got to be competitive. And remember when um, the players tried to unionize like six, seven years ago. Yeah, it was Northwestern players that were trying to unionize. That's right. And Fitzgerald and company were were part of leading the charge to to suppress that yeah of course of course yeah no fuck that it was a it you know it's it's one thing yeah make the freshmen carry the bags and shit like that like make them pay their dues yeah but all this other weird yeah like you like weird gay humiliating always something like what what are you doing what are you doing i know and i would i want to say because northwestern like, you know, look, it's a real college and a real conference, but it's kind of, it's a smarty school, you know, it's not, it's never going to be a football powerhouse. So I wonder if the, if at like bigger football factories, it, the hazing's worse, but I almost want to say it's probably run so much more professionally at those places oh. that this shit can't go on. I believe Nick Saban has no uh, care in the world for like letting that bullshit go on yeah. and maybe run running off some prize five star recruit as a freshman because you you hazed him with some like yeah weird stuff yeah yeah I mean I could see it it's a, it's a weird culture and I, I look I'm not into it I was never no. in a fraternity hazing hazing fucking no. it's, just it's weird it's weird pay your dues no don't humiliate that's fucking just lame yeah I agree uh. The juice, O.J. Simpson, blasted Henry Ruggs' three-year prison sentence. He said, the math just doesn't add up. <laughs> I mean, old old Nor- Nordberg is still pissed off that he stole some, some stuff that used to belong to him and, and did a long time in the pen. I mean... <laughs> I, you're, not, you're never going to hear me say this. But OJ's kind of got a point. He like, absolutely he got, has a point. He got 30 years or some shit. Yeah. 
for stealing like, his own shit Henry back. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> yes. D- nobody forced him in the day and age yeah. of fucking Uber. And also, like, you're a professional athlete. You yeah. call the team's, like, hotline. Yeah. Yeah. They will do anything for you. Yeah. And he's he's going 150 miles an hour yeah. and he kills a woman Kill, and her dog. And her dog. Just three years, too, for vehicular manslaughter. I figure, I mean, that's, uh, you figure at least five or six. Let's hear from OJ. Let's hear what OJ's got to say here. Hey, X-World, it's me, yours. Hey, he's the only one that calls Twitter X. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one on the planet. He just called it X. Oh, I did not see that. I, I've never heard anyone called X. Never. And you never will again. He calls it X. I know I went to college on a football scholarship. but Well, I mean, you couldn't read. So it's, they weren't taking you for your... Speaking of X, <laughs> does anyone know what happened to my ex-wife? <laughs> Still looking for the real killer. How this yeah. math is not adding up to me. Not adding up. You're driving a car at roughly 160 miles an hour yeah. on a public street and end up killing a girl and her dog. <laughs> he's so... He's got zero self-awareness. <laughs> hey, correct me if I'm wrong. But a dog has more value than a waiter returning a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? Was it loyal? Because Ron Goldman wasn't loyal to me. He looked. <laughs> he looks right at the camera when he says "killing a girl, killing a girl and her dog." It's like, I mean, he's look. He's got kids. His his kids with Nicole are fully grown adults these days, and he's just not like. He doesn't think to just shut the fuck up. It's great. And you get three to ten years. You go to a hotel room. That's right. That you're invited to. Preach on it, OJ. Your own personal stolen property. That's right. Property I now have because it was ruled to be mine by the state of California. <laughs> This is a quiddle suit and some other shit. (laughs) It all came down to two because he said, don't let him leave. Or he said, block the door or something like that was it. Like if he just hadn't have said that, then he couldn't have been uh, convicted for whatever they got him for. Yeah. And then and then it was one of the makeup calls of all time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She gave him the exact amount of years that he owed the um, Goldman family in restitution in millions. It was like he, he he they owed like. He owed them like $31 million and she gave him 31 years or it was the exact same I, number. Yeah, I know like everyone I know when that when that uh, verdict came down, yeah. you got like the, the smirk with the raised eyebrows. Be like, all right, yeah. uh, good. Yeah. Like everyone knew that was kind of a bullshit makeup call. Oh, yeah, but, totally. It's great. But it's great. You know, you know, the judge is, you know, um, Rachel Wolfson, the comic in the new Jackass. Yes. Her, the judge in that case was her mother. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird yeah, connection. She, I know. She's from Vegas. I thought that was kind of a cool tidbit. You know, it's a cool tidbit about a uh, famous parent. Tell me. Is, you know, when Randy Johnson threw the uh, threw the uh, baseball mm-hmm. that exploded yeah, the pigeon yeah. in spring training? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The, uh, oh, oh the, Kyler the, Murray's dad. Yeah. Kyler Murray's dad was at bat. <laughs> That's awesome. I love shit like that. Uh, what else is going on? 
Phil Mickelson wagered a billion, one billion dollars over 30 years, according to a book by famous gambler Billy Walters. Now, this is this is one crazy amount of money, so much money, even to a guy that makes one hundred million dollars a year. It's too much to be betting. But this is this is it's this is a tough situation because I want this to be true. So I'm choosing to believe the word of a degenerate gambler <laughs> of a professional liar. Yeah. Yeah. This is this. This is like Bernard Goldberg telling me, like, I'm sure I know Phil Mickelson is a is has a gambling problem for sure. And he probably has wagered way too much money. But I just got, I just got to take the word of a degenerate gambler about it. But I guess that's I mean, if that's that's who you're in business with, those are the people that are going to know. Right. That's true. And if Bernard Goldberg was asking, you'd say, you mean to tell me he gambled one billion dollars? One billion dollars. One billion dollars. Thanks, Bernie. Now go back. Go back to tweeting about right wing conspiracies. You fucking weirdo. Uh, That's funny. Well, yeah, he supposedly has gotten his shit together. I don't like if I were Mrs. Mickelson. Amy Mickelson, Amy Mickelson, former uh, son's dancer, Amy Mickelson. I'd be trying to get out of there with half as much as he's got before. Cause he's going to lose less. it. Yeah. He's going to lose it. And he's, he's, he's peak. His earning potential has peaked and he, and he kept it going for a long fucking time. Then he got that big payout from live and he won the PGA championship two years ago. And so like, it's, he's, it's gone on longer than it should, but it's not going to keep going forever. He's not Arnold Palmer. He's, people yeah. liked Arnold Palmer, right? But there's there's a ton of people that don't yeah. like him. Yeah, and like she's just she lived through the yeah. the the boobs era yes. of Phil Mickelson. Yes, before and, he started taking steroids and his alleged mixed race love child. Not that that's important in Ohio, and that's why he never plays there allegedly. Wow. Yeah. So it's like you got like like it's gonna go bad. You're not gonna hear. Phil Mickelson for Pennzoil anytime soon. You know, he's just that the, his Q rating is poor. It's poor. It's not going to be there and he's going to lose all that money and you're, and he's going to be scrambling to try to get money all the time and just, just take half of whatever he's got right now and bounce. It's, it's the best. Look, have her call me. Somebody tell Amy Mickelson to call me. I'll help her. I've been through this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers fanboyed so hard over hard knocks <laughs> announcer, Liev Schreiber, visiting Jets training camp. Rogers kept referring to him as the voice of God. Hey guys, did you say hi to Liev Schreiber? He, he has like 11 guys in, in a couple minutes on the show. Did you say hi to him? No. He's the voice of God. No. I, mean, no. I love Liev Schreiber. He's great. He's great. He's got great. a great voice. Great voice. Yeah. Great pipes for all the HBO stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's a good actor. Very. And my goodness, he had a a peach of a ex wife. Oh, uh, Naomi Watts. Yes. Oh, I love her. Look, look, big fan. Anything, anything you want to know about Naomi Watts is just watch her performance in any movie because Great. she gives you everything she has in any performance that she does, and I imagine that translates to other portions of her life she doesn't need a camera around to be 
emotive. She's all in. Yes, she's all in. She's all in. She's open to whatever. She's good at taking direction. That said, they're, they've since broken up. And he, she's with Billy Crudup now, I believe. Another handsome dude. Good looking. I believe Liev Shriver, who is in his middle 50s, has just impregnated like a 31-year-old former Miss America. Wow. So Ray Donovan. I mean, he is. I, I, Using real bullets? But yes, I know. I think they're married. But. Rip up the plumbing, buddy. <laughs> I told him. Call Dr. Wiener. Oh, um, Liev Schreiber. Oh, look here. Girlfriend. Liev Schreiber, girlfriend. Secretly tied the knot with his pregnant girlfriend, Taylor Neeson, during an intimate wedding held at their stunning Hamptons uh, mansion. Oh, just a, oh, Naomi Watts is married to Billy. They both got married within like a couple weeks of each other. Uh, yeah, this chick is she's a former Miss USA or something, right? Uh, how old is she though? She's young. He's like fifty-five. I don't know. It doesn't say here. She's like in her thirties. Miss Miss South Dakota, twenty twelve. I don't know. It doesn't say she's. She's young though. He's he's you know he wants to be taken care of in his he wants to be taken care of in every way possible. Oh, here's a picture of her snuggling a raccoon. Something. Here, oh, that's terrifying. Here's here's a, put that put that on the list of things you'll never hear about me doing: riding in a hot air balloon, skydiving, um, sightseeing chopper. Hey, hey, Bri, you want to you want to check out the New York skyline in a sightseeing chopper? No, thank you. I'm good. No. I'm good. I, <laughs> I'm good I on decidedly it. don't want to be on that chopper yes. ever. Also, I just, I, small planes where I can touch both uh, sides. No, uh, oh, no, no, no. Where you got where you need we'll leave that to the show wings. Yeah. I don't need to be on one of those tiny. Planes. You need you need a headphone and microphones and you still got to yell to talk to the guy next to you. Yeah. No, no fucking no, way. No. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, look, Liev Schreiber, he's very good. He's very good on that show. It is weird that Aaron Rodgers is such a huge fan. Uh, so five years, just this, I, I see a, uh, article from five years ago. So Liev Schreiber is 55 yeah. and Taylor Neeson is now 31. Wow. She was, he was 50. And she was 26, and these pictures of them on the beach together, and they're, they're both beautiful. I mean, they are. How bad of a job did her dad do? They must have so much to talk about, though. <laughs> like, I got a daughter. and I, I hope she realizes all of her dreams in life, and I really hope that those don't include finding a husband who's roughly my age. Like that would be yeah. that that would I would feel like I hadn't I th there was something missing in her life that I didn't give her. But who knows? True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Ed? Lucas Glover won the FedEx championship, but all anyone wanted to talk about was his ass sweat. Yeah, there was a golf tournament in uh, Memphis, Ed. And look. Oh, FedEx. It's, right. It's, it's August. And yeah, it's Memphis in August. I've been there in August. It's it's yeah. very, very humid, very gross. And these guys got to wear pants out there. And he was wearing khaki. Why is that? I 
don't why can't no. why can't the guys wear shorts? Put some shorts on, and I'll tell you what I do. I powder up. I I get that. I get my back. If I'm playing golf, I put I put a, a a nice healthy coating of powder on there, and I'll tell you what. And you know, some people might not like hearing this. I put like a mini, like a travel, travel bottle of Gold Bond in my golf bag. And maybe I hit, maybe I'm like around the seventh hole. You go into the woods? I, or I'll go, well, if there's a restroom, you know, I'm, I have okay. some couth. I'll go in there and I'll powder up my bag. If there isn't well, one. I, I believe a uh, friend of the show, Travis, said yeah. you, you, you start walking towards the pissing spot with your dong out. That is true. No, no. Well, yes, that is true. No, that was that was um, emailer uh, gfish21 that like to that p- pointed out which hand I hold my dick with and where and that I'm in the middle of the green before I get it out to 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 which I say, well, why are you paying attention? What do you like? What is it? Is it? Oh, gfish's choice. Oh, I'm paying attention yeah. if I see somebody wa- wagging the dong around. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Of course, I, I mean it's it's not like I was Antonio Brown in it, but yeah. You, were you doing elephant walk? Did you get your pockets out? <laughs> oh, of course out? not. Of course not. I'm very I'm very low key as I am with everything, and of course I wasn't. Uh, and occasionally I will repowder out there, and I'll do it on the down low. And this guy, so what? What this guy should have done is maybe had a spare set of pants around because he was wearing khaki pants. Or they were light color, yeah, they're khaki or gray, maybe. And they look like they're that kind of like thin, like Lululemon type material. And this guy's asshole and balls and under his cheeks and sack. I'm clicking on that. Like, where's the. Oh, man. You can scroll down to the tweets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, just the whole setup. Well, there's something about the material because most khaki doesn't show like that. Like, it'll absorb. Oh, yeah. It's his whole front, like all around his dick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so sweaty. I do know the pain of wearing pants or shorts when you come out of the men's room. Yeah. And you get you got an extra drip that you didn't uh, account for. Well, I, I think I told this story one time, but it was years ago on the show that I was I was running to a meeting one time, and I had just come I had just gotten coffee right before the meeting, and so I ran and I peed real quick, and I bar- I barely got in there. I was like oh, oh, and I was peeing and I was peeing in the urinal, and I looked down and the and my the stream was had hit the straight to the back of the urinal and had redirected directly back yes right onto my pants and i was like oh my god and i walk into a room full of like 25 people with the just the hugest wet spot on my pants and i walked in and somebody's like hey you pee yourself and i'm like yeah i tried to laugh it off but i was actually being truthful i did in fact pee myself i had piss all over myself the whole rest of the day I had a similar type thing like that. There was like a ricochet or something. And so I did sort of the Billy Madison. I took more water and, and like moved it to the side and I go, sorry, I leaned against the sink. Yeah. Oh, smart, smart. Yeah. I think I tried to do that. I like dabbed it and I kind of like tried to make it like less splashy looking. So it looked like I actually spilled something on it. Yeah. I tried that move. Right. Yeah. Nobody buys that shit. And a big story broke this afternoon. Michael Orr, the guy who inspired The Blind Side, alleges that the family, the Tuohy family, made millions while lying about adopting them. They just took a conservatorship and 
the kids and the like the whole family got paid and he yeah. got paid nothing for the blind side. Yeah. The, and it made three hundred million dollars. Yeah. And they got they got two and a half percent on the back end and he got none of it. That is fucking crazy. Michael Orr, the retired NFL star whose life inspired the Oscar nominated film The Blind Side filed a legal petition to terminate a conservatorship on Monday, alleging Leanne Tui and Sean Tui lied about adopting him while making millions off his name. This is uh, in a, in a filing Monday in Shelby County, Tennessee, 37 year old retired football player claimed the Tui family tricked him into making them his conservators when he was 18, allegedly telling him there was no consequential difference between being adopted and entering into a conservatorship. Where does it say the money though? Because the their their two kids and those two I, maybe maybe I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I thought I read that they got like twelve and change million Damn. or something as a family. And Damn. and yep. like the, the the mom is now like a motivational speaker because yeah. Sandy Sandy yeah. Bullock played her yep. and she, and they like have a foundation where they are prominently uh using his name as like, hey, we're we're the people who did yeah. this and like He's he just like I yeah. I like Michael Lewis. Yeah. And I've I've enjoyed his books. Me I met too. him. He was he was a nice guy. Yep. And his first book was about uh being a bond salesman. So I like I oh, felt yeah. a connection to him early, like yeah. when he did the Liars Poker. And I I met him, he was very nice, but like he went to high school with fucking Tui. Yeah. The yeah. the dad. Yeah. And the dad like kind of kind of just told him this story and like it was it was a good enough book but like there was always something about that book that like this family was so self-congratulatory and it was like yes the guy the guy was not going to be playing in the nfl or big time college football if if they didn't help him out that's true like yeah yeah but yeah this, this family was already rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he was uh, he played in the NBA and he was uh, NFL. Uh, no, uh, Tui. Oh, oh, oh Tui. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. He played in the NBA and he was uh, um, he owned a bunch of fucking Taco Bells. Yeah, and I yeah, there, and he he might have had some sort of financial connection to the Grizzlies or something. Like yeah. That. Oh, he was the um, he was the color guy. He right. was on the broadcasts. Right. So yeah. there was just they, yeah. they were the rich family who yeah. took him in. Yeah. And like if he didn't play a sport. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that happens. But even if you just sure. even if you yeah. even if that the athletic thing has nothing to do with it. It's like they did make a big payday off of this kid's For sure. story. For sure. And, and they shouldn't he didn't have. get paid. And yeah. like. Even if they gave him half, it would be like, wow, this family's kind of greedy considering it's his story. Yeah. They, they're already rich. They, they're already rich. And they took all the money and they're stupid kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like to put the money in a trust for him, if you're, if it's all right. about if you him. you really do yeah. care about him. Yeah. Or and, do you just care about like getting this uh, generational left tackle size yeah. talent? Like it, I, I, I remember the recruiting and, and like all the stuff in that book, like he was, he was breathtaking uh, size and yeah. athleticism. Yeah. And he, and they, you know, they portrayed him in the book and in the movie as like, it's like a, 
Yes. Um, like a dummy. Yes. And he's not, you know, and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, he made it seem like I was special and I wasn't. And he wasn't, he was, I guess at the time, they also made it seem like he was homeless, which he was, but he wasn't in the sense that he, uh, he was, he would just stay with friends. Like he didn't really have his I own. Think he was f- in the foster system yeah, at yeah. Po- points, but like it yeah. was, it was bad. And he was, yes, he was not going yeah. to be uh, playing at in the sec like it, yeah he he probably was going to have no career yeah however yeah it's his story and you're already rich you're already rich that's the thing that's the that's the main takeaway right there is you're already fucking rich what do you need his money for what do you need to make money off of his story just for? Bring, bring him in yeah to the if if, if it's a, one big happy family who she you know at draft day the family was with him and like celebrating like it was their real son. Yeah. Yeah. But because he, he's not their actual son, he doesn't have a, a control of that, yeah. that story because yeah. they sold it because he signed some papers yeah. on, before his senior year in high school. He yeah. was he was 18 at the time, but he was a rising senior in high school. Yeah. And it was also it was also part of the reason that they had to adopt him was so that the dad could deliver him to Old Miss because he was an Old Miss alum and a booster. Yeah, he was a huge booster. Yeah. And so and he, uh, he, they did not. Yeah, they wanted him. He's he was the fucking big recruit. Also, that's how that one dude became the coach. His, um, They brought his coach from the high school. Right. To Old Miss, and then he eventually became the head coach at Old Miss. And then we talked about he got fired or had to quit or something because he was. I can't remember what he was doing, but he got in trouble too. Yeah, it's a it's a dirty story, and it and it reminds me, it reminds me of Lenny Dykstra. Like anytime somebody's spoon feeding you sto- a story about a white savior, there's probably more to the story. That's you know, I'm sure there are some very nice people out there, but a lot of times they're capitalizing on things too, and we you know and, we should pay attention. And the the part that like stings for me personally, yeah. is like. Is Michael Lewis has has done good work, yeah. and this feels like he did a lazy job of journalism because he, he knew yes. the guy, he he went to high school. I think he played yeah. uh, high school baseball with yeah. Tui. Yeah, because because the book is very much like the movie where it's this down on his luck kid that can't look anybody in the eye and he's walking down the street with no jacket on. And, you know, he doesn't know where his next meal's coming from. And, and he doesn't know how to, um, he doesn't know how to tie his shoes. And they like made it seem like he doesn't know how to order in a restaurant and he's never heard of certain things. And it's like the, the movie played out just like the book. And it seems like the book wouldn't have been that melodramatic if, Michael Lewis had just talked to Michael Orr, who was fully capable of talking and explaining right. his life. Right. A good yeah. journalist doing some good journalism. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, interesting. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Ed, let's do some emails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless. 
But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than Ish, 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 Ish. Poor Ish. Miss old Ish. Got drummed off the show. He's a great fan. Just to send us quotes. Bullied out of quoting us. Yeah, it was really sad. R.I.P. Ish. Okay, couple voicemails. Brian, Ed, this is uh, Airstrike Rhino Ryan in Houston here. Airstrike Rhino. Uh, I was talking about the Pokemon guy. Oh, my uh, God. This Pokemon is fucking out of control. It's the biggest. We talked last week about former NFL linebacker Blake Martinez being drummed off Pokemon card trading sites for basically it sounds like he was misrepresenting cards or something. So, I don't know. We still so don't know. Like the, the, our guess was. Yep. He knew what was in the packs, and then he pretended he was opening the yeah, packs, and yeah. it was like, "Oh, look how valuable this is." Yeah, yeah. Or he would get he would get people to bid on packs and then open them like there was nothing good in them, but then but they technically had he had already opened them and resealed them, yeah, and pulled out the good shit. I mean, he's a huge piece of shit, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I heard like an interview with him a while back. And what I think was happening, or or what he, his whole deal is, is that he would open packs on the internet, but he would auction them first. So he would yeah, like yeah. get people to bid on the packs, hoping to get something good in there, and uh, and so that was kind of how that was working. But I think the other wrinkle was that he would like do it out of a box of packs. So. As he opened more packs, if he didn't get anything that was, like, really good yet, the price would start going up. The bids would start going up because people were like, well, he hasn't got anything good yet. Oh. You know, he's getting towards the end of the box. Maybe he's going to get something good here now that it's getting lower and lower oh. the chances are going up. I guess there's, like, a higher percentage chance. There's a percentage chance of something. Not like a hundred thousand. There's not a hundred thousand dollar card or something like that, that in every box. But, right. you know, something good in there. And so I think that was going on. And it's kind of like if you're... And I probably shouldn't have interrupted him because he was explaining it much better than I would. It's kind of like if you buy the whole series of 1986 tops. Right. There's going to be a Daryl Strawberry and a Dwight Gooden in that pack. There's one of both of those cards. You're if you're if you buy the box with all the cards in it, there's one Daryl Strawberry and there's one Dwight Gooden in there for sure that you're going to get along with all your shitty Mike Marshalls and Dave Andersons. So it's if if you're bid if you're bidding to buy the box, you know that you're going to get something good and he's you get, he, and you're and so like 80% of the yeah, way through opening yeah, them, he's yeah, saying, yeah, "Well, if you want to bid now." Yep. And then the last pack has yes. got six so less yeah. less comments. Yes, exactly, man. And it's you you think you're going to get Pikachu and it's fucking Manny Sanguian and you're like, "What the fuck?" or Bob Walk, you know? That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Mark Belanger. I remember I always always get these Mark Belangers and it would say shortstop Orioles. And I'm like, Cal Ripken is a shortstop of the Orioles. How am I getting this Mark Belanger? He is not the fucking shortstop. And why is his Adam's apple so big? I think I think I think showed him the door when Ripken got. I guess so. Well, they didn't and and they didn't show tops. They're like, like, Bobby Gritch, you got to get the fuck out. We got Cal Ripken. They didn't show they didn't show the. They didn't show that to the tops people because I kept getting the fucking cards. Or Gary Pettis having his younger brother pose for his card. (laughs) Yes, him too. Exactly. For uh, points at which that process could be compromised uh, if somebody was trying to be dishonest about it. Anyway, that's it. Just wanted to uh, 
shed some light on that. Airstrike. And uh, later, guys. Great. Very well explained, Airstrike Rhino. Yeah, I appreciate good that. Explanation. Thank you. Because we would have never figured that out. And God knows we wouldn't have used the Google for it. Here's another one. Ballers, it's uh, Miles Kennepick. Hey, Miles Kennepick. I'm keeping my voice down yes. because I'm playing video games. Oh. Don't want to wake the wife and kid. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay. I, I get that you don't want to wake your wife and kid, but you're keeping your voice down because you're playing video games or because you're calling a podcast? I think he, does, he doesn't want to call attention to that he's playing video games. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, because... Oh, well, he doesn't want to be outed as an adult that plays video games. So he's like, well, he's I, like, I will say I play video games. Yeah, yeah, I still do. Yeah. I still uh, only sports games. Yeah. I don't play anything else. No Call of Duty. But he's like, he's like, honey, just don't worry about it. I'm just in here I'm jerking off to gangbang porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no video games or anything. <laughs> <laughs> about how creepy the movie Big is starring Tom Hanks. Oh, and I believe that was oh. with Elizabeth Perkins, right? Perkins fucked a child. Yeah, she fucked a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had to like teach him how his dick yeah. worked and stuff. Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of problems. He said, that. do you want to get on the fucking top bunk with me? Right. Um, Michelle, this was actually pretty cool. Michelle's office was the big building and there was like Shut up. they were like in her office there were like a few pictures from the movie it was kind of cool she like worked where where uh big worked did they um did they have that piano thing that you could walk no, on the keys Schwartz. yeah because so, that- so, so i like that was a thing yeah. until fa Schwartz, where people were like oh wait a second we don't need to buy toys at the most expensive right. real estate yeah. in New York city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair Schwartz was on central park. Yeah. Like, there yeah. just, there's right. just no need for it. Right. But yeah, like I, I did that. I yeah. took the kids like yeah. it only closed down like yeah. five years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whatever. Well, that fuck the piano key thing was pretty cool. It was. Well, might have covered this already. But we haven't. So creepy. Yeah. How that chick. I mean, Miles Canapic, I love you, buddy, but your fucking voice is not helping the situation. I got to be honest. Like, I get that you're keeping it down. I get that you're trying to play Call of Duty, but you're talking about a creepy movie and you're talking about how creepy it is and you're doing a creepy voice (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Let me tell you. No, no, don't imitate him. You're making it worse. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) No, I want to hear this. He's, he's, this is good content. I'm interested. Yes. But the hushed tones are making it a little creepier. It's a lot. Take home an 11-year-old guy. She's like ribbing a cig in the limo. Yeah. And he's drinking a milkshake. Like, it's fucking weird. And there's like an on-top reference. Yeah. And I was joking with my wife, like, you know, you want to be like all woke about fucking women's rights and shit? Yeah. Like, what if they made the movie big, but it was like with a girl and yeah it was like the like yes big actress of the time you know like whoever that person is like uh the chick from dune or whoever the fuck sure but deborah winger he's so creepy and it's the movie big is so creepy it is that's all i have love you guys i definitely remember um and it is look this is the difference between men and women and look 
or boys and girls. There just is a difference, and that's all. Sorry. But I remember seeing that movie and being like, what the fuck? This kid gets to fuck Elizabeth Perkins? Like, I want to be doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm interested in that. She's pretty attractive. How, what was that movie we did recently where it was Elizabeth Perkins, but it wasn't. It was just a fucking exact facsimile of her. They oh. couldn't hire Elizabeth Perkins, so they hired an actress that looked oh, exactly was, like her. It was like her stunt double. Yes. Looking. Uh, it, wasn't it Cobra? I don't know. Was, no, no, because that was Brigitte. It was one no, we did no, before the that. Other one. There, there, there was who was the. Oh, it was like the Stalker Channing yes. stunt double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, she looked just like Stalker Channing. That was an, there. There was there were two versions of everybody in the eighties. So if you couldn't get, you couldn't afford Elizabeth Perkins, you get the chick that looks exactly like Elizabeth Perkins. Also, there's there Elizabeth Perkins was in every movie in the eighties, and it's no one knows who she is now. Like it's they just kind of come. Yeah. Remember, like Madeline I think Stone. She was in Weeds. That was the last thing. That, oh, she was in Weeds. I think Elizabeth. I think yeah. she was in Weeds. Yeah. Um. Who's the who's the other who's the star of Weeds? Mar- oh, Mary uh, Elizabeth, Mary, Mary Stewart. Stewart. No. Yeah, uh, whatever. Mary Stewart Masterson. No, Master- Mary. No. Mary. No, uh-uh. she was also married to B- Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup's really gone through him. He does work. Uh, yep. Okay. Mary Louise Parker. Oh, huge fan. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah. Huge fan. Massive. She was in. See, that's the confusion. Mary Louise Parker was in Fried Green Tomatoes with Mary Stuart Masterson. Do we need right. two three named Marys in the same movie? It's too many. Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson came into Soup Plantation one time when I was um, working there, and uh, um, I accidentally she was filling up those little like one ounce cups at the fruit bar with pudding, and I accidentally grabbed. She left it on the counter, and I grabbed it and threw it away. And she's like, "Hey, I was going to eat that," and I'm like, "Oh, sorry." And then she smiled at me, and I'm like. <laughs> Fucking Mary Stewart Masterson wants to fuck. See, this is I probably got that from Big because I was like 15 at the time and she was an adult and she was with some yeah, dude. Smile means green light. Yes. And she was with some dude that looked like Anthony Kiedis. Like he had a long ponytail and a leather jacket and tattoos and shit. And he was all fucking cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, the chick from the chick from uh, something, some kind of wonderful wants to fuck. Anyway, she didn't. Here's another one. Wait, did I play? Oh, yeah, we finished that one. OK, here's another one. Hmm. Hey, Brian and Jason, what's up? It's David in Salt Lake for work. David, I'm not going to say your last name because it's you're just I, in Salt Lake. Hang on a second. Yeah. Hey, Brian and Jason, is it, are you sure this is oh, for Bachelor? Oh, that's like, for Bachelor. That, yeah, okay. Remind me. I'll never remember to play it because we don't play voicemails on that show. That's I'll save that. Because he cut me out of the process, <laughs> so I assume it's not for this show. I'm glad you pointed out. Um, our friend of the show, Janie Cowan. Oh, she has a different last name now. Um, she... She DM'd me the other day. She's like, hey, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I got a layover. <laughs> she remember, she's the one that was going to invite us to her wedding on 311, Ed's birthday, she, but we never got the invites. She, she DM'd me the other day and she's like, hey, she's like, I got a layover in Salt Lake. <laughs> she's like, should I go, should I go try to find David? <laughs> and Start like, complaining to the giddy. Yes, yeah, and I go. I I told her what airline he worked for, and I'm like, he's six eight. Just ask for him. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, there's way too many fucking gates. She's like, but it would have been funny. I would have done it for the show anyway. Didn't work <laughs> out. Uh, okay, one more voicemail. Hey, hey ballers, uh, Mateo, checking in with you. Mateo, I've been in my Mateo. New, for a while. So I newly I'd, uh, in in 
in uh, Cincinnati, yes, right? Yes. Remember, he, he was... He moved he, to the big city. He's a lawyer, and he's one of those real boring lawyers where it's just like he makes sure there's a comma where it needs to be, like contracts and shit. It's... it's I shouldn't say boring. It's important. It's just so fucking important. And it's such a skill, that kind of law. But that's the kind of law he does. It, and it takes the right kind of person. But he, so he got a job offer in Cincinnati and he was living somewhere else where they paint eagles on their sugar silos where Matt and Finlay, Ohio. And we said he should do it. And I think he did it because I follow him on Instagram. Let's see what he says. Uh, just update you on my status. You'll recall I was contemplating a career move and uprooting my life and family and moving down to the Queen City, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, I'm calling to let you know I am now firmly ensconced in Cincinnati. Got myself a little studio Excellent. apartment down here. And I pop back to the hometown periodically. My wife's still there. We got a kid that has one more year of high school. I mean, this, come on. This is, he's got, this is the setup right here. This is it. Goes just home, just make sure. Like, hey, yeah. I don't. I don't want to rush you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rush you guys. Yeah. Like, just yeah. listen. Yep. I'll come back and forth yep. as much as possible. I mean, he's just he's listening to his Rush and Pretenders records. He's going to happy hour. He's got a little studio set up. I mean, goes home on the weekends. Family lives a couple hours away. It's just could be worse, buddy. Could be worse. So we're doing that type of thing. But I'm down here loving it. Uh, I can walk to bars. I can walk to restaurants. I can walk to record shops. Come it's on. a great little neighborhood. I do plan on meeting up at some point in the near future with Katie Shady. Katie Shady. She's going to give me a little more inside information on the Queen City. And we're going to hit Motor Pub. Oh, my so God. I love this. I will uh, do a full review and have some oh pictures God. of the uh, fun yeah. that happens at Motor Pub. A lot of live music. Should be fun. So, gentlemen, if you ever find yourself in the Queen City, you got a couple of fans. Make sure you look us up. Absolutely. Take care. Oh, you, that's such a nice story. Also, um, that reminds me, I'm a little annoyed at Katie Shady because last week we discussed the Singapore caning victim Michael Fay, and we learned that he's a uh, that he currently works as a um, casino host at some CD casino in the Cincinnati area. And I wanted an update on that from Katie Shady, and apparently she's not listening or doesn't know yeah i want i wonder if he he's able to sit down properly yeah i know he took he took four strikes with a cane back in 1993 or 1996 or something in uh in singapore i've got some breaking news yes one of my famous twitter followers might might be reaching a crisis oh ryan Phillippe. taryn manning oh so wait is she the one from orange is the new black yes yeah uh, <clears throat> page six, Taryn Manning shares bizarre video about licking married man's butthole. What? <laughs> Claims his wife wants a restraining order. Oh, my and God. Fa- and fans are uh, trying to do a wellness check. Is- <laughs> You're one of my famous followers. You can't you can't do this. Wow. Taryn. That- I mean, she's really putting it out there, Taryn Manning. Maybe you should maybe you should reach out to her via DM, see if she wants to come set the record straight on a podcast. We could uh, do it. Could do it anytime. Okay. Can't I'll, hurt. I'll 
Yeah, can't hurt. Can't hurt. Maybe if she just even if she just wants to talk about licking buttholes, that could be. I would like to hear that too. Yeah. Absolutely. It's I mean, it's a lot. Look, people people do things in their private time. God knows Usually I, I enjoy record doing. videos yeah. discussing it. Though. Yeah, we don't talk about licking buttholes in public, you know. That's a that's a very, very um private graphic conversation that I would love to have with Taryn Manning. Voice or emails. Ballers, Drew and Phoenix here. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm an adult child and I'm still a Pokemon card collector. In defense of my people, can anyone explain why collecting cards with cartoons on them is any lamer than adult men collecting cards with other grown men's faces on them? I, I No, I agree. They're equally lame. Well, I'm, yeah. I... Collected cards, yeah, when, but yeah. but I stopped at like thirteen. They, 12. yeah, I want to say like eighty eight tops. So I was twelve. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. It's a good time to quit. So like often what we we talk about pro wrestling, and I say I was a huge pro wrestling fan, and then I turned eleven. You know, that's a normal time, right? To to give these things up, Drew and Phoenix. It's you know time to move on to to adult pursuits. To maybe take a lesson from Taryn Manning. None of us are without shame. Anyway, being the nerd I am, I've been plugged into the news about Blake's breaks from last week. Brian did a pretty good job of explaining it by guessing, but I'll just quickly explain what actually happened and what whatnot is on <laughs> whatnot breakers auction off packs of cards to buyers open them on a live stream and the winning bidder gets all of the cards in the pack blake's employees knew what were in the packs and used a sleight of hand trick to swap out the packs when they knew something desirable was going to be in them pretty stupid scam for a millionaire to run as the packs in question retail for five bucks are easily accessible and only have cards with a max value around 120 CTE clearly reared its ugly head here. In the future, if you need a synopsis of 30 under internet topics like Adam22 <laughs> slash Lena the plug. Well, you didn't explain that either. Were you, was that when you were gone, Ed? What? It was. Some YouTuber, Poke, he's a. I think he has something to do with BMX. I don't know. He fucking shows up in my Instagram all the time, and I do not know who he is. But apparently he's like one of the biggest podcasters, and he makes zillions of dollars every year. There was a big outrage because he's married to a porno actress, and the porno actress had sex or no, made did a movie with a black guy. And it was like, a, it was very... It was a very What's the the controversy was that I, he would allow his wife to have yes. sex with a black yeah. guy. Yes. Or or have I I think maybe because of his huge penis. I think it was the porn star aspect of it. But she is a porno actress. See, I don't know this. I need this explained to me. And then after she did it, he bought her a Lamborghini. Which apparently mm. is what you do. I don't know. So that I still How need that explained. His porn. It's I can't be, but apparently being they, they a podcaster so is. They work so often. Uh, yeah. 
it's I always understood. Well, now they have OnlyFans, so that is lucrative. Yeah, because you're doing. Yeah, you're doing. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, what's the what's Feet the videos. Taylor? What's the what's the tailor made? What what's the the oh, haberdashery? Bespoke. Bespoke porn. Yeah, That's bespoke porno. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it used to be that these chicks they would do porno, but the porno was just like marketing for their sex work because then they would come to your town and they would dance at a club and then they give you a private dance and jerk you off for 500 bucks. And that's how they made money. But these days they don't even, they don't have to go to your town and jerk you off. They could just jerk you off through your computer and you do the jerking and they make like a hundred grand a month. So it's kind of changed. Let me know before you record and I'll leave a voicemail or record something and send it in. Okay. Maybe, maybe he could be our much like when we need um, something explained to us by a child we call my child maybe um, Drew and Phoenix can be the the millennial explainer for us it seems like I've already got my karma for calling you guys boomers a few months back because my whole world crashed down around me when I realized Post Malone is younger than me since turning 29 I've been having a midlife crisis about my age and that didn't help at all on the topic of Post Malone and trading cards Post Malone recently bought a one-of-one Magic the Gathering card for $2 million and another for $800,000. This begs the question, how fucking rich is this guy? Sorry, my email didn't include stories about poop or... Oh, my God, I can't. Jesus, Drew. You know I hate that word. You fucking tricked me. Sorry, my email didn't include stories about that word or toilets. I know that's the status quo now. Seriously, Baller Nation, have some decorum. That is from Drew in Phoenix. Hold on. Wait. Oh, I switched to how fucking rich is this guy. I always fuck this up. Did I? Yeah, right here. How fucking rich is this guy? I can't figure it out. I guess I'll try. Is he worth a billion or maybe just a million? How fucking rich is this guy? He he's 28. He's got always tired tattooed below his either eyeball. He looks kind of mangy. I think he was on Joe Rogan and I think he got on Ozempic or something, but he said he could, but he said he just quit soda because he's suddenly he's become emaciated. Actually, he looks healthy. He looked like shit before. Very bloated. He looks pretty good now. He seems like a nice guy. Post- quit, quit soda and he was emaciated. Isn't that soda makes you fat? No, no, no that's what I'm saying. He was because he used to be kind of tubby and then he, oh, okay. he, he came out on the um, as as skinny recently and he but he looks pretty good and he says he got skinny but by giving up soda what what i don't drink soda what am i supposed to do i'm fucking i'm running i'm fucking my my soda has alcohol in it me too like that's that's the problem like it just if i just wish i hated beer me too love it i know just wish it's it's no good and no good and the thing is the thing is with the beer because if if i'm drinking bourbons they go quick and they and they hit you hard. So it's beer is kind of like a low barrier to entry 
booze rate. So you could, cause you could, you, what, what do you do with the beer? You sip it and you, and you get a fucking pint of it. So it takes you a while to finish off a beer and it's, you know, it's six, 7% alcohol. So you spend 25 minutes drinking a beer and you've just had a beer. You're not fucking wasted, you know? And then you can have another one. You have three or four of them. You're chatting with Darb and those C about the Metallica concert. Like it's, but you know what? You know what else that beer has? 350 fucking calories. Yeah. Last week, yeah. I, I met my buddy yeah. in the city, yep. went to like the best bacon cheeseburger oh, place. Stop it. Had a few beers. Yeah. And I on on my ride home, I was thinking, yeah. if I got like a, a, a wish from a genie, it yeah. would be that that meal would make me lose weight or like that could be healthy. Like yeah. it was it was just a wonderful Yeah, it's nice. A few beers yeah. and a bacon cheeseburger, yeah. and it's like I just, I just fucked like, yeah, two. I know two hour bike ride yeah. for that fucking meal. Yeah. It ruined your week. It ruined your week. Right, and it was delicious. Yeah, but it was so the good. best. It's so good. No, I agree with you. Uh, how much money do you think this guy has, Ed? He just, he well, just paid three million dollars for court. two cards. Didn't, yeah. Didn't last week we talk about Pee Wee Herman being worth five? That was crazy. That can't be true. Like that. That hurt me. It had but to be. It had to be twenty five. It had to be, yeah. But I, you know, and it's going to kill me when I know how much bigger a multiple Post Malone is. Yep. I, I'm going to say he's worth. I'm going to say he's worth twenty or twenty. I'll say twenty million. I'll say twenty million. I um. Well, you're about not quite halfway there because Celebrity Net oh Worth says God. he's about forty five million. But what do we know about Celebrity Net Worth? They're usually low. Right. So that means he could have 80 million, 90 million. He's post fucking Malone. Yeah. Like he's famous, but like yeah. he's, it's just like, I understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm as with each year I get older, I'm like yeah. less in touch. But like, if, if you told me some gargantuan number for Taylor Swift yeah. or, oh, yeah. you know, someone else, but like post Malone, he's like, yeah. Famous, but he's not everywhere yeah. in culture. Like I, I does he? I can't believe he's that rich. Does he play stadiums? I don't think he plays stadiums. I heard Taylor I Taylor Swift's so. playing stadiums, and I heard she makes about ten million bucks a night. That, but that all yeah. makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she's. Well, I mean, like, she's the biggest musical act in the world. One of the biggest in history. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just says he rose to fame. With a, I mean, it's basically his Wikipedia that we read last week. Well, it says he's got $45 million. He earns half a million per concert. See, now this is, it says he's worth $45 million, but it says right here, he made $60 million between June, 19, June 2019 and June 2020. He has dozens of endorsements, even a new line of rosé, and he paid $2 million for a Magic the Gathering card. And also, he's 28. That's jarring. Unreal. Well, good for him. As 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 the great uh, Omar said, what did, what did he say? No, uh, money don't have owners, only spenders. That's right. So yeah. he 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 made that, but he already spent he it. Spent He's it. not worth that much. On cards. I can't imagine that two million dollar card is going to be a three million dollar card anytime soon. But what do I know? No, fellas. So my son used to be a competitive Pokemon player. We have thousands of Pokemon cards. What do you mean competitive? People pay big money for promo slash rare cards. Also, Americans like Japanese cards and vice versa. 
We recently sold a sealed box of Japanese cards my son won for $500 on eBay. I don't know what Blake Martinez was doing, but people do pay big money for this stuff. Now, keep in mind, my son was like 9 to 12 years old when he played. You hear that, Drew? He wasn't a grown-ass man, but there are plenty of weirdo grown-ups that play. I would be happy to be your baller lifestyle Pokemon content expert of record. Please tell me you guys are going to talk about the Alabama Riverboat Brawl next week. I think you could do a whole show on that video. My favorite is the kid that wanted the smoke so bad he came swimming up to the fight. Yes. We talked about this last week? I don't think we talked about it. Black, black They called him um, Black Woman because he swam from the boat. It's too, oh, it's too I, visual. I've, 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 I've talked about it with so many people. Yeah, I, yeah. I love I love it. Like, yeah, there was somebody uh, recreated the video with gummy bears. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. Like there's there's so much. I've but seen yeah, like paintings the, of it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. The guy who, who swam. Yeah. Black woman. And his mom, his mom was doing like doing um, commentary like for him. Which amazing. is amazing, yeah. And also, there are like alternate looks where where yeah. you just see one person just bashing someone over yeah, the head with a great. chair. Yeah. It's the best. It's yeah. it's what we want yeah. in our social media and pop culture. We we want a big yeah. brawl that you can analyze. It's great, yeah. The uh, lady, the lady who gets dumped in the water, amazing, yeah, yeah. The great. guy just walks up and grabs her, just throws her in the water. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, excellent job. Other than the 14 minutes spent discussing the DMB shit incident in such graphic detail. LOL. Take care, guys. It's 105 degrees in Houston right now, and we are literally melting. That's where Matthew Boston Richards. Prayer. Now, is that the real feel, Matthew? Or is that because we don't do real feel where I'm from? We just do the temperature. But you guys, it's so humid down there. You guys do the real feel. So I'm going to assume that's real feel. That's uh, fucking gross. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, okay, let's talk some not sports. Well, it's time, it's time for non-sports, segment, segment, on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, non-sports, 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 I'm talking about the segment now, non-sports, non-sports, segment, Ed, tell me, what has happened in the world of things that are not sports? Character characters from the movie uh, movie, geez, the musical yeah. Hamilton are now on Roblox. You know, Roblox is I remember my kid when my kid was a little, he played Roblox and you know, this is some janky website, and I'm like, what is this fucking thing? And then like two years later, you're like, Roblox sold for eighty-seven billion dollars. It's like every kid in the world plays roblox and it's the stupidest fucking looking thing i've ever seen in my life are you familiar Ed? It, it, did your it kids play looks, it it looks like uh, an atari game yeah yeah it's like, like it's, it's like it's, blocks yes yeah it's uh it, and look i don't need it. lin-manuel's already ruined curb he ruined sopranos when i saw him playing a bellhop on an old episode he ruins every fucking commercial he ruins every day of my life because there's not a day that goes by that I don't encounter this fucking hack. And I need him to get me tooed, or better yet, he tooed. Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. 
Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. That's what we do with Easy Ed Daily and a man, Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Talking loud, covers conundrums, my brothers, reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.